Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can help the show financially by going to the blackandgoldhockeyblog.com website and clicking on either the Amazon.com or Fanatics.com banners to the right before shopping online. Now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show! Orr fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson. Back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome to episode 70 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast uh, in partnership with Grandstand Sports Network, the best view in sports. Um, welcome back, Rob. Welcome back, Court. Uh, great to have you guys back as usual. Um, interesting uh, week last week, uh, as usual. It seems to be the theme of this program this season. Um, lots of this, this, there are some good things to come out of this. Uh, the, the Bruins are scraping away points, but they're also, um, uh, to me, they're all they're just they're just not putting a full sixty-minute effort in, in a lot of these a lot of these games. Um, the, after twelve games, they're five, four, and three with thirteen points, uh, pretty decent home record with four, two, and two, uh, and, and the road record with the limited games is one, two, and one. In the last ten, they're four, three, and three. Um, things got to get better. I, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. This, this, we knew that this was going to happen. Um, we also didn't know that there was going to be seven rookies in the roster. But uh, it, this, this is concerning to me. I'm not sure about how you guys feel. I know we've had discussions on on uh, social media, but <coughs> I'd like to hear it now. <laughs> uh. Just well, no one expected all the injuries. 
I mean, it was bad enough having Bergeron out for so long at the beginning of the year. Uh, now to be losing Bacchus and Krejci, which are two of your better sentiment, even though Bacchus hasn't really played centre much. It's, it's just bad. Bad timing, just like the playoffs. Yeah, it's... Uh... To, to hop on what uh, Rob was just saying, it's 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 even worse for the fact that the guy that we thought would definitely get traded, we would do anything for him to be back in the lineup just so we could have Riley Nash not be our second centerman um, or Tim Schaller be in our top six wingers. Um, for what I'm seeing, um, it's we have one line and three third lines. Uh, yeah. I... I, you look at the lineup, like I understand where you're coming from, Mark, and the one thing I, I, I said to you and, and I, I want to reiterate is when you don't play with the same guys pretty much every night and then you're you being brought to being on a role that you're not used to, like Riley Nash, how many minutes did he play last night? Riley Nash played 14 minutes. It, that's not what Riley Nash does. Riley Nash is a 10-minute-a-game guy. And I know it sounds weird, but when guys play more minutes than they're used to, they don't, they're not as effective. They really aren't. And then when guys like, you know, Bergeron's playing 24 minutes last night, that's a lot of minutes. We should still have, like, an even of the two lines. It's really tough when you have guys that are having to be bigger roles, like Tim Schaller playing 14 minutes last night. That's... It just shouldn't be happening. Tim Schaller shouldn't be on your... Uh, Tim Schaller got 30, 34 seconds on the, the penalty kill. He shouldn't even be out there. Um, you have guys on your power play that shouldn't even be there. I, I love Dan Hyden. I love what he brings to the team, but he shouldn't be on your power play. Yeah, It's just these things. It's it's you got to remember, uh, we all play hockey here on this podcast, and I know we only play men's league, but consistency is a big thing. When I play men's league, I have the same routine that I go through. And when these guys get thrown out of their routine and certain weird things start happening and bad luck starts happening, you have Brad Marchand on the bench last night losing his mind. That shows me that they're, they are trying. They're just frustrated out there. They're just, they're frustrated, plain and simple. They, you can't say they're not trying. Like I, I see what everybody's saying and it, and all these quotes, but um, those are all hockey cliches. The, the fact of the matter is they're just not playing well. Yeah. And the losing games early on and playing from behind, which is the worst thing. Because playing from behind, if you're not scoring regularly, is very difficult. Like I said, to, I said to Mark earlier today, I said, if Zarnik scores that goal when he was on, when he when he got that chance, we have a totally different hockey game because we had the momentum in the first five minutes. They came out to play. Oh, yeah. We had them. We were we were pushing, pushing, pushing. Then we got a stupid penalty. It was uncalled for. Too many men on the ice. It threw them off their game. Zar- and then Zarnik doesn't score when, when once again, a guy like that, if you had anybody else, they would have held the puck a little bit longer. But these are young kids. It's, it's all nerves. He shot too quick. All he had to do is wait two more seconds, and he's got an open net. But he's young, right? Like, even though Mark said it before, we got seven rookies. But how many guys only started playing last year? Right. Yeah. Like it's a, it's we all want the youth movement, and we just gotta. Unfortunately, youth movements sometimes suck. Oh, and I, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. And and you guys both bring some very, very valid points to the table in this discussion today. And again, I appreciate you being here, and and I appreciate the, you know, the 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 calming me down stage, you know, because it was a time that I was just like, you know, I'm getting really fed up because it's been four years of this product. Now, healthy or not healthy, 
uh, young or old, it's not it's not cohesing very well. I just I still don't think the message is getting to the players. You got your new coach. I know I'm repeating myself, but you got your new coach. Play like it. Act like it. Be prepared for every occasion. Step it up. When the guy goes down, you step it up. Um, and I, I do understand the shuffling of lines, and you just can't create chemistry. And I, that frustrates me, too. Um, but it, that, that's Cassie trying to get something out of this team. And, and what really gets on my nerves, and, and it seems like it's been, whether it be a, a, a good win or a really bad loss, they're saying that they need to be better. They need to be better conditioned. They need to be better prepared. And I'm still not seeing that. And I'm seeing but that say, just... I'm seeing them saying the same thing over and over again. I mean, mix it up and just say we're terrible. Say something. Yeah, different. Well, that's what that's what they should say because I, I wanted to. Um, I am I am doing a little research on an article. If you look up um, Arizona Coyotes. They're saying the exact same things the Bruins are saying, and the Arizona Coyotes haven't even won a damn game all year. They're, they got one. It's these are a fuck. Oh, they got they won last night. No, they yeah. they won uh, uh, Reese, uh, not too long ago. It's when um, that New Jersey Devils goaltender we got traded. Oh, his first yes, start, okay. he won. So they're saying the same thing. They're saying we're not prepared. If you look at majority of the time when people lose, they're saying the same thing. We're not prepared. We're not prepared. It's. It's the old cliche. It's saying 110%. It's instead of just saying we suck because it's not that they suck as a hockey club. I shouldn't say that. It's just they're not playing well. They're not. It's they have a bunch of guys that if you look at this roster, tell me right now. Zarnik's been playing well, but he he should be down in Providence. Schwartz is playing well. He should be down in Providence. Heinen, he's had he's had a good couple times, but he still should be down in Providence. There's so many guys on this roster that Postma's playing and. Guy played the power play. Scariest thing I saw last night. Right. Um, these guys shouldn't even be playing. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. And then you have guys that like Pasternak. He shouldn't be playing 22 minutes in a game. Right. Plus power play. So he sorry he played more than that. He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't have that much ice time. He is a very effective player. He got his two goals last night. But he's a a very effective player at 19 minutes. And I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking here, but it's it is what it is. Alex Ovechkin, he only had 17 minutes last night. But we, because we're so short-staffed, you got a guy like Pasternak doing 22-plus. Yeah. And, and, it, and it means a lot. These minutes mean a lot. And everyone's talking about the fact that, that they're having to stack the first line just to get pro- point production because there's none coming from further down the, the lineup. It's only like one or two goals every so often from the bottom six. Uh, and right now, anything other than your first line is your bottom six because they're all players that would usually play down there. I mean, didn't uh, Sean Corrales start as the second-line centre last night? Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. That, like, that's a guy who is a, a, a like a rookie, a proper rookie. I mean, he played in the playoffs last year, but it's it's just crazy to think how many Providence Bruins players right now are in our lineup. I mean, I, I definitely like seeing that. I see because um, you, you you know you do have to make call-outs when people get injured. There's no doubt about that. But it just they just 
and I love this youth movement. Don't get me wrong. I've been preaching about it for, for years, but they, they just, to me, they just have to be better prepared uh, for any situation, yeah. you know, and that, and that comes down from Providence. That comes down from Jay Leach uh, and how he runs his organization down. Um, he, he runs his bench down there. Um, so, I mean, there's... Unfortunately, the guy that used to prepare them is now the coach. Right. So, I mean... But there's nothing, there's no answer for this. There's right. no answer for us in Providence right now. There is no answer. Unfortunately, a guy like Krejci and Bacchus, you know, if Bergeron goes down, at least we had Bacchus. Well, now we lost both of them. And they're huge pieces. Oh, and absolutely. even McQuaid going down. McQuaid going down. Like, Krejci eats minutes. And the fact that Matt Bolesky had 13 minutes last night, yeesh. Right. Come on. You Just look at the minutes these guys played last night and you just shake your head. You have Riley Nash, who's a third-line center at best, and he's a great two-way center, great penalty killer. But come on now. That guy's getting minutes like he's, uh, he's Pasternak. Right. And, and, and definitely Cassidy has a, has a man crush for him because he's just playing in all yeah. kinds of situations. That you, but but how are you supposed see. to ex- – yeah. And how are you supposed to, ex- to expect to generate o- offense if you, these are the guys on the ice? And then when you have Marshan Bergeron and those guys playing – too much in a game, Bergeron can do it because the guy's just, he does everything. Right. But then Boy, those guys don't become, a, they, 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 then they don't become effective because then they get frustrated. You As soon as I saw Marshan explode his stick on that bench, I'm like, well, his game's over. And then what did he do? A couple of shifts later, he gets almost almost a breakaway and does that stop spinorama thing again because he's second guessing himself. Right. And it, the, the one thing that I find amazing is it, when it comes down to injuries, I mean, I did just did a little research this morning, and I'm just looking at teams that are, that are playing well that do have some, some significant injuries but not, you know, total core players. Like New Jersey's 9-3-0, and, oh, and they're second in the Metro, and they got four injuries. Vegas, look at that list. They're 9-4-0, and, oh, oh, they're second in the Pacific with seven injuries, and three of them are goaltenders. And, and, yeah. Saint, and yeah, but you, you look at St. Louis, that's 11-3-0-1, and the first in the central with five injuries. Yeah, but who are they missing? Yeah, Are they missing Petrangelo? They're not missing their best guys. They're still putting lines out there. Right now, we're putting one line out there. But they're also, we were already they're fit- also making call-ups to fill those positions, too. We, we don't. Are- unfortunately, our call-ups are like 19 years old. Exactly. It's going to happen. We're, it's just unfortunate. It's Like I said, like... It sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, There's not much we can do. Like, we're, we were thin to begin with at the beginning of the year with all this youth, and I love the youth. But geez, you take you get rid of some of these guys, and all we're left with is youth. Like, I did the math. You know, with Chara in the lineup, they're, they're tw- their average age is 27. You take Chara out of the lineup and take the guys that are injured out of the lineup, and their average age goes down to 23. That's a young hockey club. Right. Really young. And Tuca played well last night. He let in that not-so-nice goal, but it was a weird bounce. But still, he, maybe he could have centered himself. Um, a friend of the show, Chris uh, Ryder, he, uh, he he said he watched frame by frame. He should have been there. I'm going to take his word for it. But you know what? Holtby let in the exact same ugly goal. Exactly. You know what? Did did no one see Saros from um, uh, what's it? Uh, Nashville, the goal that he let in? No, but it, did two cannot stop was... three breakaways, and he usually doesn't yeah. stop a breakaway of his life depending on it. Yeah. Oh, um, 
I just, I, I mean, another thing that really gets me going is he's just looking at the at the schedule for for the the remaining games in the, in the month of November, and it starts off with tomorrow night's game at home at TD uh, against the Minnesota Wild. They haven't been playing very well at all. They've got significant is, indus, uh, injuries as well, and then. You're on the road uh, for two games on Wednesday night and Friday night uh, against the New York Rangers and Toronto Maple Leafs, and then a back-to-back uh, on Saturday uh, with the Maple Leafs again. So it's a four-game week. Uh, it's another challenging week regardless. Uh, and, I, you know, if they can scrape some points out of these four games, I'm going to be happy. I, I just – I'm waiting for that – I was I just I just think I got really excited for that Nashville game when they came out and they just they played and I I know that there were a lot of them were healthy and there were only two rookies at the time that were in the lineup and now five more additions uh, due to injury three three wasn't De- it was DeBras Bjork and uh, McAvoy oh yeah I keep thinking McAvoy's been already on the team yeah. because of his playoffs but it, his, this oh, is his sure. first regular season um and- but, but the month doesn't. I mean, it's, it's it just doesn't look like it's going to fare well. Just by the way they're playing right now, and I'm not second guessing them. I, I I honestly hope they do well, but I, I I really need that that locker room to have a better attitude and more sense of urgency that you know they want to win. Um, I, I find the I find this month of November very challenging, and and challenging enough that this could this could be the month that if they don't do well. Then you're gonna piss away the playoffs, and I and I'm not even I'm on the borderline of 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 if this is a playoff team or not, and how healthy they can actually be, and sustain and and move forward. But I mean, it all remains to be seen, and you know I'm speculating, of course, but just especially on what's going on in the dressing room, we have no clue what's going on. In the room. Exactly, you know, and and who's who's saying what and who's not, and you know. Is the message getting through regardless? Because Chara is definitely putting it all on the ice. Like, wow, is that guy now playing well? And it just it scares me that he's playing well that this early in the season. Like he's hitting, he's fighting in games this week. He's trying to show the kids, hey, this is what we need to do. Right. Yeah. Well, you can always count on him to let them know what's expected of them. Yeah. Uh, but like he's outperforming himself. Yeah, definitely. And so is Brandon Carlo. Like, good for him. He was probably your best defenseman on the ice last night. I thought. Yeah. He was strong on the puck. He was playing well. He wasn't. He wasn't doing the usual. Like, if I was playing my drinking game last night, kid never fell. He's, he's <laughs> killing me. And also, he was strong on the puck. He wasn't making those stupid passes that we're used to seeing in the last, even in last year, in the beginning of lot, in the beginning of this season, the the scared. I don't have Chara. Now he doesn't have Chara with him, and all of a sudden he's he's playing better. It's weird. Yeah, you know. Speaking of passing, you know what they got to do, and, and it just it makes me want to jump out my window. Honestly, is they got to stop taking the puck behind the net and then trying to read who's in front of the net and pass it that way because they, they, other teams are reading that so closely, and they're they're inches away from making nastiness happen. I mean, you're yeah. going to get a turnover, and somebody's just going to roof it, no matter who's in the goal. You're not going to be able to stop that. you got to stop. I mean, I, I don't understand why this, this defense in, in, in their transition gets to the blue line 
and then figures, well, let's pass it back 20 more feet to try to give people more, some more room and, 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 mo and move in the neutral zone to try to get that stretch pass. Just cross the line, damn it. Just go. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't understand why it's always like, give it back to the defense. I mean, they could be up to the blue line ready to cross, and they'd still fire it back to a guy to try to figure something out. Yeah. And it seems like every line other than Bergeron's line is playing, like, three players high. Yeah. Like, all the forwards are screaming for the opposing blue line. And it's only Bergeron's line where the center is dropping deep. And Marshan's always gone up early. So it's it's just frustrating to watch. And, and it seems like pl players don't know what position they're meant to be in. It looks like they f feel like they're lost when you chickens watch them when they don't have the puck. Yeah. As my dad, he calls them chickens with their heads cut off. Perfect. Yeah. And that's what it is. Look at them in the neutral zone. When when someone like Tory Krug has a puck, just watch them. Because two of them will be stood still, not even moving. So there's no point in even passing to them guys. And the one guy who's moving is right next to one of the other guys. So it's, it's never going to work a stretch pass like that. So it's just very frustrating to watch. Actually, I'm going to jump ahead right now. I'm going to do the uh, Patreon... Uh what you brewing mailbag question right now and uh good friend frank dowdy uh asked with the bruins having the top heavy line with pasta fergie and marshan is there anything the bruins can do to have a dynamic second scoring line now um, if i'm not mistaken isn't pasta really hasn't been all well, actually he is now because bjork's been dropped down to the third line correct Correct, but yeah. it looks like Past is already going to be off that line come next game. Okay. But yes, yeah, he, he. I think it's the last two games he started on that. Well, no, he last game he started on that line, and the game before, halfway through the game, they put him on that line, I believe. I, I'd like to see them drop uh, Pasternak to the third line, uh, add a bit of scoring down there, and teams won't be able to defend as well against it if they've got to watch Bergeron and Marshand as well on the first line. Uh, I'd rather them have a good scorer deep down the lineup, uh, and he can still he can still get good minutes being a third line player and power play guy. So um, I'd like to see them do that and just mix it up a bit. Not have like three guys who are known for being good defensively together. Just mix it up. Yeah. No. But I, they I... don't. They don't have any like big guys anymore. I mean, Bolesky's the only kind of <sighs> hitting guy that you've got that's going to go into the corners and do some damage. And even there, you're talking about Bolesky, so... Um, but it just... It, it's hard. Like, I, I think they've got too many of the same type of player all the way down the lineup, and it's not working out. It's also weird that, like, is this our first conference matchup this weekend? Like, oh. who else have we played? Wow. Think about it. Yeah. It's just weird. That's like, we the, haven't the played Rangers, anybody. The Ranger game on Wednesday and the two um, the back-to-back -to -back with Toronto on Friday and Saturday. But Toronto's the, Toronto's the first, like, division game. Right. Wow, that's, yeah. yeah that's and like... this, this may sound bad, but, like, we lost all four against them last year. It's Toronto's not playing that great right now because their teams are finally figuring out, you know, 
you got to outscore them to beat them because um, their goaltending and their defense is poor. Uh, we could, if we can take, because last year, I still say it, last year was like the tipping point. The Leafs beat us, and the Leafs started skyrocketing and, and coming out of nowhere, and uh, we plateaued. Still made the playoffs, but we plateaued. We take one of those games in the home and home. I'm happy. Happy with the week. Maybe maybe a little personal reasons because I live in Toronto and I can't stand listening to you know my friends. But uh, <laughs> I still say uh, we take one of those. It's it's a big division game. It's just like when we beat Montreal last year. When Tuca beat Montreal, think how big that was for the team. It was huge. Yeah, definitely. That's Huge confidence booster that was for not only Rask, but the, the team itself. Because Montreal just pretty much had uh, his number and the and the Bruins' number for quite some time now. And you said it, like confidence builder for sure. Just We just need to play. You, you beat the Rangers and the Leafs. And, you know, unfortunately, even the players probably think the same thing. The Minnesota game is a nothing game. Yeah, uh, I agree, but still... Um... I want to get. We still want the points. Want yeah, the points. Absolutely, but. absolutely. I want to get. I want to. I I would l- really like to see by the end of this month. And I, I know it's just. I know it's a huge stretch with, with games like uh you know the Rangers, the Leafs, uh, and then you go on the West Coast, and you you know you play uh, Anaheim, L.A., San Jose. I mean. Worst schedule ever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's going to be tough. But if you can come out of that. Out of November, and I'm not rushing the season, trust me, but come out of there and you're in a wild card spot, I, I, it's I'll, the barometer. I'll be very happy. I'll be very happy with that. Well, it is the barometer. Like uh, Elliot Freeman was quoted as saying, American Thanksgiving is the barometer. Yep, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Elliot and, and McKenzie, and they all, you know, a lot of these guys, they use that, that timeline as, as the base for – you know where where the playoff picture is going to be structured, and 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 for the past six or seven years that I've heard that, it's it's pretty damn accurate. I mean, it's not a hundred percent. I I guarantee it's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty close to being um, really. I mean, right on. You know what it, I mean? It's it's scary accurate. Yeah, it's a nice gauge. It's a nice gauging point. I mean, I, I mean, nobody in the NHL, no no fans in the NHL, whether it be Bruins or oh the other you know. 30 teams in the league want to say by the end of, the, of November, if they're out of it, well, Jesus, there goes our season. You, I mean, there's still a ton of games off to go, and anything could happen, but to gauge where you're going to be and, you know, and, and even even if, like, trade scenarios, like, I, I believe that the end of November for any team in the league would look at that and say, well, are we in it? Are we out of it? How close are we? Can we do something? Can we make a move that can uh, bring an addition in that can get us to – a little further ahead. I mean, there's so much time from then to the, to the, till April, you know? And, and to answer, um, Frank's comment, uh, question, sorry. I, you, I'm sure I've said it a million times. I still think Pasternak should be on the second line, just solely based on looking at our roster. If we had more depth then sure have them on the first line, but the depth on this team, it makes no sense to put, they, they controlled the play last night, but then every other line just looked like, yeah, Right. There was no spark. Like DeBrusque, I thought played a good game last night. Uh, you know, he was minus one, but I thought he he played well. He was strong on the puck, but it wasn't much else from the forwards. You know, Zarnik had that nice little play, but after that, eh. 
I expected a lot more after that that first five minutes, like you said. It it looked like they finally like woken up, and then nope. <laughs> but that's what penalties do to you early on in the game. Yeah, definitely the penalty the penalty issue is a little crazy. Um, yeah. it's, it's the stupid penalties, the too many men, the flipping the puck over. We're like, yeah, we're the best, we're the best at it in the NHL. I just don't get it. Like Washington was smart. Like I, I can't remember which player it was, but he saw them and he fired the puck right at the Bruins bench. <laughs> he saw way too many guys out there, and that's that's where that penalty came from. He just was like, all right. Um, and I know this sounds bad, but how many of us were happy when Orpec got uh, Charles slap shot in his chest at the end of the game? Uh, I was. I'm raising both hands and feet. <laughs> I, that guy's a, such well, a piece of crap. He really is. Yeah, like people like that, say Marshan is what it is. That guy's a douchebag. Yeah, you no, know, yeah, I I do get the whole Marshan thing with. Uh, I mean, that's this is obviously outside of Boston, but you know the. He's been better boy, this year. He's been much better this year, more disciplined, but there's still time to go, and I'm not I'm not holding out that he's <laughs> not going to get at least one game suspension, but. Um, hey, every time I come in March, he somehow gets suspended. So. Jesus, don't come to Boston then. <laughs> no, no, in the game I'm at. Oh, oh. I go to the game and he gets suspended. Oh he, he does something stupid. I was at that Senators game where he slew-footed the guy. And you hey, are. Hey, it's, it's like the, the craziest game ever. Hayes' hat trick and uh, Marshan <laughs> gets slew-foot. Oh, man. If it's going to be like crazy times when you come to Boston, I ought to take a couple of days off to recover. <laughs> <laughs> This is bad. Uh, uh, my internet is absolutely terrible, and I'm very surprised that Skype is still running and recording. But I was trying to look at the um, the standings on NHL.com, and it's probably just that website that's really messing up because it sucks. I could pull it up. Give me a sec. I'm, I'm on it at all times while we're on this. Nice. Well, no, just while we're on it. So uh, right now we are, we are 30... We are 13 points. We are two points out of a playoff spot. Okay. And just just to be to be up there. The Leafs are three points ahead of us. We take both games against the Leafs. We, you can guarantee we're in the playoffs. Right. In our, and third in our division. I'm looking at. I'm trying to. Was trying to look at the uh, Minnesota game for tomorrow. Um, how were they in the last ten? Give me a sec. I'm going to say terrible. They haven't played well this year. No, they haven't. Um, Minnesota Wild. Ooh. Right now in their last 10, they're actually they started winning, so they're 5-4-1. So are they on the winning streak right now going into Boston tomorrow night? No, they just lost 2 nothing. Okay. So, I mean, there's, a, there's another perfect example of a decent coach, uh, Barbecue Bruce Boudreau. Um, he... I mean, you could pretty much put that towards any any Bruins coach the past two years in pretty much the same scenario that he's just trying to do what he what he can with what he's got. Parisi obviously injured um, all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right over what I was trying to say, but the injuries there was there was a couple comments uh, this week about. Uh, about David Backus and what he's going through. Now, I am not a fan of anybody criticizing injuries, sickness, or anything like that. I, you, I don't believe anybody should use that as a, why did we get this guy? Because you don't know. 
You didn't know that this was going to happen. That he was going to have diverticulitis and then have some of his colon removed when you signed him to a six-year deal. I think that's kind of ridiculous that people are just like, this was a mistake. Uh, Sweeney should be uh, you know, burned at the stake uh, for signing this guy and not knowing that medical issues. I, I just found that really asinine and, and a little out of line. It's but called an uneducated comment. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like the dude and everything. I really do, and and I, I, I do have respect. But when people say something, but I, I just there's a, there's a line that's drawn, you know. Uh, when somebody has concussion issues, they're like, how come he's not out in the ice? You know, but well, there's a definite reason for that. Oh, the people it's because we have Bergeron. Bergeron is a one in a million. Yeah, plays through anything. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not – he didn't play through the first five games of the year, and thank God our schedule was so weird. But, uh, you know, a guy would play if they could. Like, seriously? That's like getting mad at uh, Mario Lemieux when he had cancer. What's wrong with people? Yeah, right, right. Or Koivu when he had cancer, or Phil Kessel when he had cancer. Come on now. Oh. I'd swear, but then I'd have to put money in the jar, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that taken care of. We got the Rob Vacation Fund pretty much taken care of by me. (laughs) 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 Um, I think I've I've dropped a few now and then. That's why I keep the explicit explicit (laughs) there all the time. Just in case it happens, it happens. And we're good with um, our our, uh, platforms that we use. Yeah. But the good news about playing Toronto, the 4-6-0 in their last... In their uh, in their last ten, they lost two in a row. And what's their week look like? Do you happen to know? I mean, I can tell you in a matter of seconds. Just give me playing, a moment. If they're playing four games in the same week, that that could be a a, a positive thing for us too, and, and depending on who they're playing. So they are. I had tickets to Monday night's game. I'm no longer going because I've decided that uh, it's not worth. Uh, I only t- I don't get many nights out, and I'm going to use a night out to watch the Vegas Golden Knights. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so they play. Oh my! So they play Monday against the Knights. They play Wednesday against Minnesota, and then they're Friday, Saturday against us. So they pretty much have the same schedule. That's yep. interesting. So now that takes a little bit of perspective right there, and it just says that you know if if they fall, well, they're not even. I mean, they they they're what? Are they second? To last? No, they're eight, seven, and oh. who? Leafs. The Leafs, yeah. Oh no, they're third in the division. Oh. They're eight, seven, and oh. oh There's three thinking? points ahead of. They're three points ahead of us. Oh, I must be thinking of Buffalo. I, it's all. Oh, no, Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo's really yeah, Toronto, Toronto had a good start to the season. So even though yeah. they've been dropping in points, they're still staying where they're standing. Yeah, but their goals for and goals against is. Oh yeah. But they're. they're they just, cannot defend. To no, St. Louis scored six last night. LA got five on them. Uh, yep. San Jose got three, four, six. Carolina beat them six three. Not good. No. Yeah, that's tough. Well, defense. you bet. You better hope that some of the rookies score against them then, because if if you can't score against the Leaves when they're playing like this, then there's there's something bad. I hope Bolesky gets a goal against. Them. I made a guest appearance on Elite Podcast yesterday, and uh, I was well, saying to the guys, I I would uh, I would only just 
to hone in on Matt. Use two guys. I said uh, use Riley Nash and uh, and and Chara. Not just Chara, because you know it's going to be Chara against them all the time. Use Nash and Chara at the same time on Austin Matthews. Use two guys. Yeah. So if one doesn't get him, the other one got him on the back end. Yeah, play play good lays. You got to play good lays against a guy like that because he is just. Oh. You got other supporting He's... members that need to be covered too. Like I mean, I'm not sure. Oh, no, yeah. I understand that. I, yeah. I understand. I understand what you're saying, but he is that good. He's like Connor McDavid. Sometimes you need two. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And his speed is uh, very underrated. Oh, he's he's. Yeah. I was I was saying he's a lot like uh, he's like Ron Francis, um, underrated hockey player. And then at the end of the night, you look at the score sheet, you're like, he got five points. Yeah. What what just happened here? That's a, that's a solid reference from way back, buddy. Oh, Ron Francis, if you look, he's in the top ten in the league, but no one ever would have known because he, he was the second line center to Mario Lemieux. Right. Right. <laughs> You know what's funny about speaking of Toronto? You know what's funny about that is uh, is Mitch Marner on the fourth line. I called it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, holy shit! I called it. I I told you he's the guy who's gonna get traded. Nylander gets signed. Marner's gone. And there Matthews. have there have been speculative articles out there that have hinted around that he'd be the one at trade deadline that could make make some noise. And well, was, it's funny he got picked. He got picked before Noah Hannafin. If you were Carolina right now, you wouldn't go one for one. No, no, no. You need a package. The least, the least would do it with a heartbeat. But <laughs> oh, did we lose Boston get included in the talks? Oh, come on! Now. We're not. I've we've talked <laughs> about this. There's there is no cap room for us to do a deal unless oh, no. Bacchus, Bacchus and Krejci go the other way, and those guys are both injured. So. Having but trade crazy, talk, crazier things have happened. No, I understand that, but it, I'm being, I'm just being realistic here. If you look at what oh, we yeah. have, and I know, understand, we have someone was arguing about the long term, but it's still going to hit us eventually. You're still going to yeah. have to deal with that cap, unless you brought on an expiring contract. Th- that would work. There's the crazy thing. Bring on an expiring I, deal, yeah. and worry about it later. Yeah, this is. I was talking about. Um... How underrated the uh, Riley Smith trade was now, because during that's... that you got rid of Mark Savard's cap space, and can yeah. you imagine if you had that still on the books now? Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, right. Good point. Very good point, Rob. So anyone who says Riley Smith's trade wasn't good, that was an amazing trade. <laughs> yeah, look how he's playing now. Like garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> hey, hold on. We can't talk like that because Jimmy Hayes, for some reason, is scoring. Yeah, yeah. but... All right. Mm. The, great, the great same thing way. happened with Connolly. The <laughs> same thing happened with Connolly. I said hold on to Connolly. Oh, no, don't hold on to Connolly. Let him go and score. I think he scored 15 yeah. on the I'm third okay. line for Washington. I'm Connolly. I just didn't like the trade for him. Like, they gave up too much. Ah, well, yeah, definitely. So, well, same with Zach Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, he got a power play. He got a power play goal the other night. Yeah, that first goal first. in two seasons. The guy so, got a yeah, power play goal. So that that just means that every time Zach Ronaldo scores a power play goal, that the the Arizona Coyotes are going to win a game. Oh, your buddy, your buddy. Who's your buddy that's working for them? Oh, Nick Godin. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he's funny. Um, I'm actually surprised they allow him to do a, a Bruins podcast when he's working for the other team. <laughs> do you think anybody in Phoenix would even know? I uh, no, Come not on, really. I'm, I'm sure he didn't put that on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> he could, and they wouldn't even care. <laughs> You, you know what's funny? You talk about uh, Riley Smith and, 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 and players that are doing good outside of Boston or their heart garbage uh, outside of um, Boston. But it just brings me up to a, a, an interesting question. With, with Jimmy Hayes, I mean, you know, he's not exactly lighting it up, but it seems like he's gotten a better step in his game with, a, with new surroundings. Is it, is now is it true that the, the pressure of playing in Boston coming from – the Boston area is just too much for the players like this. And is it a concern for later talent uh, when you're drafting and looking for those pieces uh, to fill the voids? I'll let you tell that one, Corey. I'm going to 100% say yes. Um, there's a there's a reason where, like, just look at it. I live in Toronto, and, uh, you know, they want Stamkos. They want this. They want that. And all these guys are like, yeah, I'm not going to Toronto. So uh, I'd love to play there. It's, it's, yeah, well, the fan base doesn't help. Right. Um, right. I, I'm real sorry, but, like, everybody got on Hayes so quickly. And the guy lives here. His family's here. What do you think yeah. that's going to do to the guy? Come on. Right. Like, people got to gotta remember, these are they're still people. Human beings, yep. yeah. Absolutely. And, and that, that guy wants to live in Boston his entire life. Yeah, like with that. his family, and yeah. now he has to be known as that guy. Like, he, if if you remember, we treated the guy like hot garbage, and Jimmy Vesey, we wanted to have him, and kind of glad we got to didn't win that sweepstakes, but um, terrible start. Yeah, so but, but look I at dropped this him way. in He's, fantasy. I, yeah, God, yeah. He's the one, you know, Jimmy Hayes, and it's the rumors were ended up being true. He told Vesey, "Don't even bother coming here." If you start yeah. playing bad, you'd be the fans would be all over you. Oh yeah, Absolutely. you stay in New York and you're fine. Yeah, and uh, also for for Rob's, uh, <laughs> I got to do this for Rob because he he came up with this phrase and when, the first time he did it, I absolutely lost my marbles. Coco Gate is officially back and doing well. Uh, Alexander Kokolchov is interested in coming back to the NHL, regardless of if it's with the Bruins or not. He is still Bruins property for, I believe, the remainder of this season. And then he's free agent. Um, some people say, let's give him a chance. Couldn't hurt. I I don't see it in the lineup. If, if, if things aren't working out with the current lineup right now and the, and the players that are under limited National Hockey League games... I wouldn't want to bring in a guy that is a little disgruntled and has 11 National Hockey League games to try to straighten anything out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about this. Since uh, this is your gate, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to start suing people for using that because I've seen it on so many articles <laughs> and I'm sick of it. This is copyright infringement and I won't stand for it. No, um... <laughs> the thing you, is, we know you're not kidding. Yeah, I'm. That, that's my travel money to Boston. <laughs> you can't uh, no. That. Yeah. Uh, I I think it'd be good to get him back because does Riley Nash come back next year once his contract's ended? Maybe not. Is he a guy that's traded at the deadline if we're not in 
in the playoff picture. So, I mean, there's there's going to be gaps in the lineup, and a lot of the players in Providence need one, two, maybe three years down there. So, I mean, giving him a short-term contract and bringing him in and even dealing him off later on, what what's the harm? Uh, it's not going to be expensive. He's not going to be asking for like five million a year. No, I'm, there's no way. I'm guessing it'll be under a, under a million. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's isn't he playing on a line with uh, oh, what's his name from New Jersey? Kovalchuk. Yeah, he's playing on a line with Kovalchuk, Pavel Datsuk. That's tough. <laughs> what you? He's bound to put up points, so I don't think he'll come for. Lots of money. So I'd take a chance on him. Maybe even deal him off if he plays really good. Well, one of the things that I'm not sure if he said this or not, I really didn't investigate um, uh, fully, but uh, was that there's a, there's a new coach in line, and, and he did get along with Bruce Cassidy. Um, but he yes, did, yes. Supposedly he did say that. He did say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a difference. I mean, if. if you, he might have a little more confidence knowing that he could get a little more playing time under a new coach, but um, I, I I believe he's a great player. I, I mean, when I mean great, uh, he's, he's, he, he can hold his own. He was a point-per-game player in the American Hockey League with the Providence Bruins. Um, he didn't get a fair share, I don't believe, with the NHL, but I also didn't like the way he exited the the Bruins organization with what he said. I, I, I'm not, I'm really not a fan. I, I believe everybody has an opinion. Even the players have an opinion on what's going on in the organization and where they stand and, and you know, in the whole depth of things, but to voice it to the, to the media is kind of, I don't know. It's kind of low balls to me. You know what I mean? Wham, 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 boo hoo. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially in Boston where the media is insane. Oh yeah. They'll kill you like, for that. It, yeah. If that was said in Florida, <laughs> you wouldn't even see a quote for it about three years ago. Come on, uh, Boston the... is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Speaking of Florida, <laughs> Florida is really uh, doing decent, and they have no injuries. So here, and, and they were terrible last year with injuries. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, here's the thing about with with Kovalchuk that I have a problem with. Are we really gonna? perpetuate that all these kids that wanted to stay with the franchise regardless of what was going on and didn't take sucks we're going to give up their roster spot for him no what's that gonna we're, we're having prop that's my only thing with the because the guy's obviously a good good hockey player but what kind of a message are we sending yeah exactly but you could bring him in like like we did with peter Mueller. yeah fair enough uh, pto and just yeah, give him a PTO. If it doesn't make sense in camp, give him a two-way deal. I don't think can. can. we even give him a PTO? Isn't it like? Yeah, because his contract will run out at free agency time. So you've got a chance to sign him during the re-sign, but not during, like, once it hits free agency, then he's a free agent. So, well, from my understanding, is he only accepted a qualifying offer to be a part of the organization. Um, I'm not sure if that's... I don't believe that's got anything to do with his entry-level status. So... No, no. It, yeah. So, if, if he's... Um, it basically, like, I think if they don't want to sign him, 
the good thing is you can trade his rights at the deadline to a team that might want to sign a second line center right or a third line center seventh, so seventh round or conditional yeah but the conditional picks just never future amount to anything yeah. anyway future considerations at least it's something yeah i mean if you trade that to a team who it you didn't... might want to play from later on in the time you go well we traded you Co- uh Kuklachev, so like we get first dibs on some guy if he becomes available well conditionals usually are fifth round draft picks you end up getting lightning in a bottle and getting uh an anders bjork yeah yeah absolutely um how about some predictions this week i was terrible i was terrible too did i actually win this week i can't even remember I did I think you're up by two now. No, I I hadn't won one before last week. Oh, so you're up. Yeah, I won. I I am gonna go with. I'm gonna go with with the four games this week. I'm gonna say a win at home, just because the Bruins are playing their better part of this season at on home ice, and that's not saying much, but I do have to give a four-two and and two record uh, some consideration. And um, I'm going to say one of the games in Toronto, uh, versus Toronto, I'm sorry. And I'm going to take the home game on Saturday. So I'm going to say a 2-2 two and two record. I hope for the best. I hope better than that. But yeah, 6 of 8. Just, cause I, just because I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs because I live here, and I honestly think they are a very good hockey club. I just want us to take both those games, so I'm gonna go three and one just because I want to take both those games so badly. So which one's but, your, yeah, which I... one's your loss? Is it the Rangers? Yeah, and that's a Wednesday night rivalry on. Uh, For some reason, ever since, ever since we beat, or in Canada we call it Sportsnet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because we don't have to watch, we don't have to have those NBC guys. We can have the, the Sportsnet guys. Right. We can actually hear commentary. Someone today on Twitter was talking about Nesson or sorry on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, if you only knew how bad they are!" Like I'm sure Brickley just sits there every time, just shakes his head. Like Jack's a great guy; he's entertaining, but the things he says sometimes, like, "Ugh." Like when I, it was, oh, it was a great goal. It was a great tip goal that Wilson scored. Great, but when he says no one could stop that, well, maybe, maybe <laughs> don't say no. Can't say no one. Just say it was yeah. a great goal. Don't say no one could stop it. Anyways, but I, I want three and one. Um, First positive guess of the uh, the year so far. Yeah, right. Oof. I think I'm gonna go three and one, but we drop one to Toronto in <laughs> Boston. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Bruins. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just think they'll beat them at home, but. They'll, uh, they'll beat them at their home, but it's, it's we're not going to win at the Garden. No. Today's today's uh, transactions uh, brought um, Zane McIntyre back down to Providence. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's either they want to get him playing, and it's a game today. I'm not sure who they're playing, but I will uh, be updating everybody on the the, uh, my weekly prospect update uh, later on in the show. Uh, but uh, they, they are playing at 3 o'clock right now. I should have that game on, but my internet sucks right now. Um, Keep talking. I'll, find, I'll get you. I'll tell you what's going on. Just there you go, buddy. 
So, does this obviously this could mean two things? Could mean Anton Hudobin is ready to come back, or he's not. They ready. are losing. They are losing two nothing right now to the Bridgepoint Sound Tigers is at he, the end of. The is Mac in net? I will tell you. You would think they would. Uh, okay, tonight's starting lineups: Gabriel, Porter, McIntyre, and Net. There, okay. you are one hundred percent right. Why they did what they did. All right. So it is about playing time and getting him more involved because obviously he's not. I mean, he's there for sustainability, and and if you need somebody, he's going to be uh, a, a a solid addition to a backup role. But um, definitely mm-hmm. um, playing time. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Anton is 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 back on track and so on, so we can get the the developing depth uh, situated. Because man, that Dan Vladar is up and down, up and down, up and down. That guy's uh, uh, seen uh, Route Nine, uh, Interstate ninety five more than uh, the pavement itself, um, which isn't a well, bad I, thing. I wanna... But he's not getting any. He's not getting the playing time. I want to pose the question to you too, because I had to answer it on. Uh, it's it's called Leaf Pod. I believe I want to double check before I say this. So they asked me about our goaltending depth and uh, I kind of laughed and asked, we don't have any in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it is Leafs pod. Yeah. Leafs pod. That's uh, the Leafs pod. Um, what would you guys say? Do we have goaltending depth or are we in trouble? I think we have a future backup in Dumbledore. Uh I think he's, He's proven that he's very steady for his age, I think. But the the funny thing is that um, the Gladiators just signed another goaltender because they're sick of Dan Vladar going up and down and up and down. Yeah. So now the Gladiators have three goaltenders, which is quite funny. But, um, yeah, I, I think we do have goaltenders for the future. I think Swayman's too hard to tell yet. Uh, I think Vladar's a very good, sturdy backup of the future. Um, but who do no you have more potential, McIntyre or Vladar? Vladar. Yeah, I, I, I have I have Vladar over McIntyre in the whole in the in the long term. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not really not sure about Mac. I I, I wish I wish his NHL. Uh, his time in the NHL is a lot more better, so I can gauge um, where he's where he's going to be. Um, I, I, he's got this year. He signed uh, in July uh, for this year and next year. So obviously, this year is going to be a, a brunt of the uh, the games are going to be given to uh, contracted player like like um, Hudobin, and um, and who knows if the Bruins do not sign Hudobin or re-sign him. Uh, I mean, he could easily walk into a backup role the year after, which I'm kind of like gauging where he might be. But then, from where he goes from there, is up. It's totally up to him. But Vladar, in my opinion, is 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 the next one. Uh, he's the one that's uh, is going to be the workhorse and the developing depth with um, with Mike Dunham, uh, new head coach, uh, new coach, goaltending coach, but uh, not always uh, with Providence and and Bob Asenza. Um, I've always seen good things when he's come to camp. He's a solid goaltender. He's a big guy. Shuts down the bo- bottom of the crease really well. But um, he does have that Tuka Rask glove hand that needs to work on. 
Um, I definitely see him in the in, in the mix. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, uh, like you said, Court, he's more or less a, or or rock. Uh, more or less just a, a me a stretch. I I really don't know why he was picked. I thought there were better goaltenders, um, but I really don't know much about him. I'm trying to get an interview with uh with one of the guys that are around the team and cover the team for uh, the University of Maine Black Bears. So that is uh, within the next couple of weeks. I will get some more information about him. Uh, he did have a solid game yesterday at, at UMass Lowell, um, a 62 win and a 30 save, a 28 save effort, I believe. Um, so, I mean, there, there, there's certain things to be to look at and and engage. Oh. Speaking of looking at stuff, how about the uh, Martin Jones um, picture on the Braden Holtby? I'm looking at it right now. I'm watching Bruins in two. Did you guys see that? No. <laughs> they had they had Braden Holtby's name yesterday, but they had Martin Jones's picture. <laughs> you know how they do the seven starts, the goals against, the save percentage in the last four yeah. games? Yeah, they, had, they, they screwed up on the picture from the game before, but... Um, going back oh. to the development depth, um, who, who nested it? Yeah, they, they screwed up. Oh, they, they never do anything wrong. <laughs> um, They're perfect. Uh, going back to the just, development I, depth, I wish, I wish you guys could get like a broadcast off CBC. It would just, just be so great for you, right? Oh, I've I've had it in the past when I've streamed. Uh, yes, some good yeah. hockey, good hockey. Game. I I really I really enjoy um, the Nesson broadcast i i think it's good mm. i don't have any problems with it i know sometimes he says some stupid stuff but he's also very entertaining compared to a lot of no no jack edwards is very entertaining but oh, if yeah. you if you ever get to watch a uh a broadcast from cbc and get the guys like elliot freeman and all them yeah it's like hockey talk the, the thing that annoys me is when people talk about Jack Edwards and say, oh, he says absolute nonsense and he's not very good. Like, who do you see posting lineups on Twitter before oh, no. the game? Because I don't see any other guy doing it. So. Right. He's very, very entertaining. Yeah. does his job very well. Um, yeah. Just every now and then says things that annoy me, but I still think uh, I couldn't do any better. So. Oh. Yeah. But um, back, have, back to the goaltending thing. This podcast sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Back to the goaltending thing. I I do believe that um, Swayman was brought in just as like a a raw prospect that they can kind of mold, see where he's up to because they they haven't signed him, so he could be a guy that just never goes signed. Uh, but, they might just be hoping for a flash in the pan. Right. Well, they can't sign him because he's NCAA, and it, once you sign, yeah, you're you're, you're scholarship is pretty much done but there is some yeah. i mean and and he does have ties to uh, i mean he plays for umaine and uh, robert mcgovern is another goaltender who was a camp invite this year uh, to development camp which i thought he he did okay but he's not the better goaltender in maine right now um and and mike dunham is a former maine goaltender so i mean if you put Two and two together, you can kind of figure out where I'm going with this. Um, that, well, Bruins pick, pick a local college boy? That never exactly, happens. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I think that, you know, if, if they pick Jake Ottinger, if they had the, the chance to do that, it's it's a, it's a scouting thing. It's so close to be, you know, and Maine is not. Orono is, is a, a three, three, four-hour drive 
from Boston. Uh, it's really not that bad or a short flight to Bangor and then travel down. So, um, but uh, another yeah. goal, another goaltender that's been really, that has really surprised me. And I've talked to uh, uh, several people, uh, Steve Conianos, uh, the draft analyst, and I've talked to a couple of guys that um, are surrounded by the Oshawa generals and that's Kyle Kieser. And he's been playing really well in the games that I've seen. Uh, this kid has a glove hand and, and reaction uh, of the utmost quickness. And I've, I mean, he's not the greatest stat-wise. If you look up his uh, stats in the OHL, he's not the greatest. But he does have flashes of brilliance. And, and, and he is signed to an entry-level deal, which um, uh, you could definitely see him in the mix either in uh, Atlanta or the American Hockey League in the next year or two. You're gonna say that. I brought, I brought, I brought goalie talk into there for you. That's all right. <laughs> How was that podcast, by the way? Hey, it was, uh, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, they're they're brand new, so uh, I, I did a uh, doing a Leafs podcast is different, obviously, but uh, it was fun. Are they on iTunes? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. They are. They are on iTunes. Same thing. I'll have to add. I, I'll have to get him subscribed. Add them to the weekly list of 90 that I listen to at work. Yeah, we did we, we did about a half an hour interview, but as he said, he's probably going to have to chop it down, which I totally understand. Cool. And you were able to do it from home? You didn't have to travel? Did not have to travel. Made it a lot easier. Nice. Nice. That's good. All right. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week's show. Um Obviously, it's it's it was a show that I needed to get off my chest. A uh, little negativity, I understand, for the people that that follow me on the social media. Um, you know, definitely apologize. That's okay. For that, you know, I, I mean, bust, I busted you, I busted your chops no, pretty hard and today. That's, no, that's that's given. I expect that from from my I, my dear friends and so on. But I I gave you a heads up. I warned you yesterday. Yep, you did certainly, and I love it. <laughs> and the five thirty in the morning tweets this morning like. Hey, hold on. How how funny was it? How many people because the daylight saving were up today at five thirty? I said a tweet. You reply back. Well, I, was, I, I, was up at I was up at four thirty this morning, and I'm just like sitting, in, you know, watching TV. Like I got to be doing something right now, but I really don't want to move. But uh, no, it's been good. I mean, I I definitely got a little little calm and so on. I mean. Definitely, this. I mean, there's four games this week, so I'm sure that that will be brought back up if if tragic happens. So it's always good to have that safety net of my friend Cortland Lawn and um, Rob Tomlin. So uh, it was funny how you asked the question and Rob had the exact same answer as me. <laughs> Solidarity, brother. Right. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even work. We didn't even talk beforehand. He answered the exact same. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to call it a week, and uh, we'll definitely be back next week to talk about this uh, uh, this this stretch of games that's coming up. Um, please follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Player.fm. Uh, if you have a chance, please rate us and, and give us a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts because it does help us uh, get up uh, the list of, um, of other hockey programs and and a little bit of notoriety so uh, we appreciate the listen we appreciate the every all the patreon supporters if you'd like to be a part of the what you brew in mailbag please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcasts you can donate as little as a dollar and get your 
Um, question answered with the highest priority. So you guys ask the questions, we have to answer them. So, and if we get no answers, we leave it up to the Twitter folk, which is uh, very dangerous. So um, <laughs> thanks again, uh, Rob uh, and Court. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, 70 episodes. This is this is a really good good time for us. Uh, we're starting to get into um, a later later numbers, and it's good. I think we might might reach it. Uh, hopefully, we might reach a hundred if the Bruins win the playoffs. I mean, get into the playoffs. That could be a stretch, but um, we might even have to do like a a podcast three times a week just to get to that number if that's available. <laughs> Yeah, if anything exciting happens, we right. we if it's uh if it's going to be a fun and interesting trade deadline, we can always do one for that. Right, we'll, we'll do three so, episodes yeah. if Matt Duchesne is traded to Boston. Oh, oh my god! Oh, you like that? How about Jesus we do three episodes Christ. if Matt Duchesne is traded anywhere else besides Boston? No, no, no. <laughs> if, if Matt Duchesne gets traded to Boston, we have to have Jesse on and just let him do. I just want I just want to have him yeah. on for the fact is that it's going to be fun and I want to I want to talk to him yeah. about the 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 passion he has for this because he's not letting down. I I gave oh, it I, I gave I gave it a little to him this week uh, over the weekend actually, you know just saying man you know he's Brazilian on this he really wants this to happen and I said that if it doesn't happen I'm buying him sympathy drinks. <laughs> I just. I don't know how you can wake up every morning and be like, right, let's get on Twitter, get this <laughs> Matt Duchesne train rolling. <laughs> like every morning, every morning when I'm, when I, well, afternoon when I'm halfway through work and all you guys are waking up, like that is all I see on Twitter. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is another afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to get him on sometime soon. Because yeah. he he does a fantastic job on um on on developing depth breakdowns and numbers and so Come on. on. So. Don't be getting his head big, but he did do that awesome raft stat. Yeah. When yeah. he when he broke down between Holtby, Crawford, Price, and then he did playoffs and regular season. Yeah, yeah talking about the good. elite goaltenders in the league. So, but we'll, yeah, we'll get we'll try to get that going. But uh, anyway, we gotta get going. So thank you very much, yep. everybody, and have a great week. And talk to you soon. And now time for the Bruins prospect update for the week of October 29th to November 4th, 2017. Starting off in the American Hockey League with the Providence Bruins, the Baby Bees played two games last week, getting shut out one and nothing against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers on Friday night, but answered with a 5 nothing shutout of their own on Saturday night when goaltender on loan Jordan Bingenting stopped 28 or 30 shots. Goal scorers in Saturday evening's win were Zach Sinishin, Jakob Sborsbaka Carlson, Colton Hargrove, Kenny Agostino, and Josh Hennessy. The Baby Bees take their 7-3-0 record back to the dunk in Providence this afternoon with a, another battle against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers at 3:05. In the East Coast Hockey League, goaltender Dan Vladar got his second win of the 2017-18 season for the Glads and stopped 36 of 38 shots in a 4-2 win over the Orlando Solo Bears. The 2015 third-round selection is now on a two-game winning streak. In the Ontario Hockey League, the Oshawa Generals 2017 second-round pick Jack Sunika had an assist in last Sunday's 4-3 win over the Ottawa 67s, but is pointless in his last two games and goalless in his last nine games. To the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, St. John Sea Dogs 2017 sixth-round pick Cedric Paré had an assist in last Sunday's 
five to four overtime win over the Irwin Miranda Huskies and added a goal in Thursday night's five to four loss to Bay Cormor Dakar team. In the NCAA men's hockey, University of Minnesota defenseman Ryan Lingering got his first goal of the 2017-18 season on Friday night against Michigan State and added an assist the very next night against the same Spartans team. Harvard University Ryan Donato had an assist on Friday night's game against Yale and added two assists the next night against Brown to continue his three-game point streak during the first three games of the 2017-18 Crimson season. University of Maine goaltender and 2017 draft pick Jeremy Swayman got his second win of, the, of his freshman year last night with an impressive 6-2 road win against the UMass Lowell Riverhawks. He's, his record is now 2-2-0 with a goals against average of 2.87 and a 9.08 save percentage. And that is this week's Bruins Prospect Update. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at BlackandGold277, at CourtLalonde, and at Rob40Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.